Hello, everybody, and we're back uh, with Anton Jaeger and, as usual, George Hoare and Philip Cunliffe and myself, Alex Hochuli. We are talking, well, we are continuing our discussion that we were having about the transfer state and looking a little bit more deeply at the end of neoliberalism and whether this also means the end of the end of history. Uh, of course, you're a regular listener, uh, so you'll know that we hold that it's the end of the end of history. But we're going to try to be a little bit methodical in running through what maybe it's what the features of, of post-history have been, the determinate political and economic and social features have been, and look at whether what's emerging now kind of challenges that. And in, in a more broad sense than just looking at uh, the, the emerging transfer state, which, of course, was the subject of, uh, of the main discussion we had over on the free show. Um, so just to start off, I think, um, let me put this question then firstly, so we, to start us off, and then I'll go through the, through the features in more detail. Does the end of neoliberalism mean the end of the end of history? Do we associate neoliberalism specifically with the end of history? Uh, Anton, I'll bring you in first. Yeah, very difficult question. Um, I don't think I fully sorted this one out. So given that you guys published a book by that name, I'm almost practically obliged to accept that we are living in the end of the end of history. <laughs> so I will I will submit to this idea, and I'm going to sound awfully boring with this, but I do think we're in some kind of interregnum within post-history itself. So what we're leaving clearly is a kind of hegemonic version of post-history, which was represented by the United States in the 1990s and 2000s, where it was clear at least that stagnation was becoming a fact across. The planet, but at least the U.S. seemed to offer this kind of civilizational model, which even all these other post-historical nations could converge towards. And there was a sort of delayed Americanization that all of them could usher in. And I, I don't think that that's the case anymore. It's just clear that even mm. if the U.S. now has this massive stimulus package going, the U.S. has lost its status as a civilization leader. It's clear that, for example, China has weathered something like COVID much, much better than all of those other developed industrial states. And in that sense, the hegemonic leadership about what the future of yeah, just of humanity in general looks like is now quite up for grabs. So, uh, George, why don't you go ahead if you want to respond to this? Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I, I think I've said this before, but the, you know, the old cliches are dying and the new ones can't yet be be formed. And... <laughs> oh, boom. That no, I've said good. that before. Have you? Yeah, I don't that think so. Good. Oh, OK. Well, I'm saying it now. So... Oh, that's great. You should patent that. That's really good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I'm patenting that now. Patented, yeah. um, and in the, you know, and there's a whole variety of morbid descriptions, um, <laughs> consequently. Uh, on a on a fucking roll. Um, You're the new normie. But, yeah. <laughs> but no, I think what I was gonna say is that the the basic to to be kind of crude about it. I think that the the end of the end of history, in terms of like that the 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 Brexit, the Trump eruption, if you will, like the return of the people to the to the political stage, in in some way, sort of predated um, some of this more recent end of neoliberalism stuff that we're seeing. So maybe it's just worth worth just making that quite quite basic point that the in some ways the political uh event came before some of the the, the belated kind of economic changes which which you know obviously followed on from the the global financial crisis anyhow so yeah i mean i think it's you know that it quite easily gets quite confusing the end of the end of this and the end of that, yeah, you'll, but, you'll have to you'll have to read and buy the book to to really yeah exactly uh, the, the, the book solves all the problems um 
and puts things clearly. So, yeah. So, I mean, unless Phil wants to come in quickly, I'll, um, I want to just go through some of the features. I mean, I've just jotted these down and, and so this is more up for debate rather than me kind of laying down the line or something. Um, I would say that there's maybe five features of post-history or the end of history. One is globalization um, or even Americanization, but, you know, ever-increasing trade, dropping trade barriers, cultural interchange, and so on. Globalism, which I think is more of an ideology, so it's the sort of justificatory apparatus relating to globalization. Um, it's the whole liberal democracy mongering, the idea that liberal democracy is is the only game in town and, and the way that that is advanced by the United States by soft and hard power. Um, the third one I would say is neoliberalism and, and specifically more in its economic understanding, or at least I guess how Quince Bodian has put it is the encasing of the market to prevent political intervention into it. And you can see this through specific things like central bank independence, um, maybe austerity as well, um, the reduction of the social state at least. There's a political dimension, and this is the fourth one, which would be post-politics, which is the strategy of, de- strategy of depoliticization, um, so the foreclosing of political contestation, emphasizing consensus, trying to remove ideology, the reliance on evidence and expertise. And then the, 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 the fifth one would be, for me, capitalist realism, which is the most, um, I guess, kind of psychosocial element to it, which is as Mark Fisher put it, you know, not just the the fact that there is no alternative, but the inability to imagine any alternatives. Um, so, I mean, first of all, guys, if you guys want to jump in, if there's anything that you disagree with there, if there's an element that you think that I've missed about what characterizes the end of history, Phil. Surely uh, commentary on the end of history is also a determinate feature. Of <laughs> no, I think you're doing a pretty good job there, Alex. That was pretty impressive. Like you must be like yeah. hanging out with some really cool, smart guys to like get such good <laughs> ideas here. This is really uh, nice way to nice way to claim that. Yeah, no, it's not. No, as that's a, in the book on this. A really ahead. estimable, estimable presentation. Exactly. Hey there, you've reached the end of a short excerpt from an episode that's been released only to our patrons. If you'd like to join us and gain access to around two Patreon-exclusive episodes a month, please go to patreon.com slash bungacast. We'd love to have you.